Welcome to the Hyper Engaged Podcast. We are so happy to have you along our journey. Here, we uncover bits of knowledge from some of the greatest minds in tech. We unearth the hows, whys, and whats that drive the tech of today. Welcome to the movement. Hey, greetings, everybody. This is Hyper Engaged Podcast. Uh, I'm Adil, and I have Kidder alongside me as co-host, and we have a special guest, from uh, she's the uh, CEO, Lissy. Thank you very much, Lissy, for taking the time today. Thank you, thank you so much for for the invitation. Okay, cool stuff. Uh, first off, uh, you know, just like I said off record, like looking at uh, at uh, your platform, the way it's making an impact, like massive impact, and just so little time and you know getting at school from Y Combinator that was your initial journey and you with a background from MIT and then you know Yale and then you did masters from MIT just uh, let our audience know a little bit about your past background and how it, it, it actually drove you getting into this uh, this you know parking up with this uh, platform co-founding this platform what was the real motivation what was something that actually pulled you from inside and said okay let's let's do it Definitely. Uh, well, I was born and raised in, in Monterrey, Mexico. Uh, however, as, as you mentioned, I had the opportunity to go abroad for, for college and also my, my master's degree. And I think these different education opportunities that I've had in my life have really impacted uh, what, what I have achieved or what I've done. So uh, a big part of me always wanted to make sure that if I could dedicate my life to something, it would be to make sure that more people can have a greater and better access to different education opportunities. So amazing. Can you dive a little bit, yes. you mentioned that, you know, having uh, those educational opportunities really drove uh, you into where you are now. Can you touch a little bit just on like the types of experiences you had and some like really exciting moments throughout those, uh, your time learning? Not that you ever stopped, but uh, and more in the university sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the key components going abroad is having a more international experience, being able to connect with friends and peers from all over the world, uh, it's it's one of the things that has that has really helped me today, and that I cherish as well. Uh, having friends and being able to to meet them throughout the years, even after graduating in in different and random corners of the world. Uh, but one of the the main components of 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 going abroad is it's also opening up to new ideas, new innovations that are going on in different parts of the world and making sure that these can also be brought to a region like Mexico and Latin America that uh, has a lot of areas of opportunities, particularly in, in helping, especially those that uh, with lower levels of education, how we can help them connect with these uh, educational opportunities as well. That's that's so beautiful. So you you started it. So can you take us a little bit along the journey of how you landed here now as a co-founder of Vinco and what that journey has been like, how that even came to be, and then we'll dive a little bit more into you know your your journey in YC and and beyond. Yeah. So in in the back of my head, I always wanted to do something much more focused on impact and and education. But I did go on to college uh, in undergrad, did a liberal arts got a liberal arts education where 
you learn a little bit of everything, but then nothing. So I wanted to make sure that I could understand all the different components in how a business actually works and operates. Uh, so I did sell my soul into consulting for, for a few years. However, uh, it, I, I learned a lot from different industries, different areas of, of the business. And I think that really helped me not only in, in understanding how everything works in businesses, but also in being able to connect with different companies that are our clients today. You know? So in consulting, uh, I throughout COVID, when the pandemic hit, that's when we saw that mostly the, the operational base of companies or those with lower levels of education are the ones who have been impacted the most. But then on the other hand, we saw how more and more and through COVID that everything became online and more programs became available online, much more accessible and affordable, especially for the, the working adult. I figured it was a good time to take the leap and make sure that we could help connect these two where the operational base of companies can connect more with these different online education opportunities. Amazing, amazing. I'm, I'm just thinking through this right now. Like, let's say, I know that Vinco encourages companies to invest into education, training management, and all of that. Uh, a lot of uh, companies that are, once they grow, they invest, except definitely invest right from the word go, even from the early days, they do. So how initially did you guys, uh, you know, identify that these are kind of the gaps in the education uh, in the corporate world? Like when it comes to teams, there are different teams, different educations come into play. Let's say customer facing team needs training on different, uh, on a professional level, on a di differently as compared to technical teams. So how did you guys uh, figure that out in the first place? And what is that real education gap and what segment or what target uh, audience that we need to capture in the first place? Or some of the friends that we are in good terms with, what kind of gaps that uh, they would have or their teams would have? Definitely. And, and in Mexico and in Latin America, we start with something even more basic, uh, where two thirds of the workforce doesn't even have a high school degree. So a lot of those gaps start from there where we're helping many of the employees get their high school degree and then from there move on to learning different and more specialized, uh, connecting with different and more specialized programs. No, But one of the key things is in, in when we first started out, our main role is making sure that we have the, the offer side and the demand side, no? And the offer side is making sure that we have the best educational programs on, on board for the different levels and areas of, of expertise, no? So that was one of the first things that we did because then afterwards we would reach out to different companies and be like, hey, these are the educational partners that we work with and companies may have different needs, no? Especially large corporations with large workforces. Some, as you mentioned, might be just finishing their, their high school degree, but some others it's learning more on customer experience, UI, UX, more digital skills, but then also some others it's more technical in the mechanics and how everything operates. Mm, okay, so you basically started with the root level and then you, you try to build up. So also, uh, you know, looking at that you started with like Y Combinator team, and I know the, how they work, like uh, the entire process. Could you uh, uh, walk us through that? How hard or easy was it to get 
uh, your idea into uh, into their hand and you know actually convincing their team you know you know have their back starting off like helping them uh, strategically they they have they help SaaS businesses so uh, who knows like you know listening to this conversation it, it you know it can help a lot of uh, early stage founders that are thinking of getting some help from these uh, top notch accelerator teams like Y Combinator Techstars so could you walk us through uh, you know your experience with uh, right from the beginning. Yeah, and I, and I would give two main recommendations. The first thing is always apply, you know, and for us, it was, we were just starting out. It was a little bit more on the idea side and um, me and my two co-founders, we were like, let's apply to YC, particularly because it's known as, as, as a strong accelerator program. And we decided to, to apply and in that application process, my second recommendation is reach out to other founders who have gone through the, the application process successfully, because that really helped us in starting to connect with other founders, especially in the ed tech space or in the region. And they would give you feedback on, on your application, but then also help you prepare for the, for the mock interview. They would give you mock interviews so that you could prepare for the real interview. Uh, so the the main recommendations is one apply and the second is start connecting with other founders who went through the process it's a a really positive community where we all want to help each other out and and have other great startups be part of the program building on this what was that process that you actually followed and that helped you successfully uh get through the initial uh, qualification and everything so could you walk us through that too because these uh, these these people that would definitely be interested Yes, and, and one of the key components, I mean, the application process is first filling out a, a set of questions where uh, we did our first draft ourselves, but then obviously got a lot of feedback from other founders who had been in the program. And then afterwards from that batch, uh, also one of the key components is to make sure you can get other founders to recommend you. Uh, I think it helps. We made these connections with, with founders who had been in the program so they could send in a, a recommendation for us. And then out of that, get selected for the, for the interview. Uh, and for that, it's always good to prepare as well by having these mock interviews with, with other founders. No? And even if you don't get in, you already make these like, new friendships where they, these other founders Absolutely. will help you. Maybe it wasn't for YC this time, but for something else, for connecting with other investors, other startups, other companies, other connections. Absolutely. It's really great. Thank you very much. It's really, it's really great that there's such a community feel to all of this is that, you know, you, you find similarities and other people who might, might have been on a similar journey you're looking to um, strive for. So it's amazing that, you know, there are so many people out there that are welcoming. So it is that one <clears throat> insight is reach out and actually go and, and go and like just have the conversations with people because you never know where that might lead to, right? I'm sure you can, you have so many experiences where you're like, wow, I never thought that that conversation would lead me into this person or this insight. Um, and, and, and that's, and that's like, one of the main feedbacks I, I got from uh, a founder, probably in the first month that we started Vinco, uh, where he told me, every, just think about every conversation that you have. Everyone has a, a great story to share and you might, you will always learn like a thing or two that can help you as well in how to best operate your startup as well. 
That's so beautiful, yes. um, especially in such a like a cutthroat. Uh, so many people perceive, you know, startups as being so cutthroat. And like, of course, it can be, you know, you have your challenges, you have your times where you have to compete and be that rival. But then there are times where you could put that aside and, and share and share those insights and that knowledge with each other and have those open conversations, which is amazing. So at your, you know, through your experience of uh, YC and just building a product. In, in general, what are some insights that you could share or something that you wish you knew um, before you started the product or something you would write to uh, a letter to your younger self? Like what are the, some insights or tidbits that you Great would question. You know, mention in there? What are some insights that I would share about earlier on? <laughs> One of the things that we really try to push the, the team is to make this I feel like we always want to make sure that we can design the best product, the best customer experience, the best service at everything. But uh, from one, at the speed that the, the, that the business is growing, well, you can't design it as perfect as you want, even though that's the ideal. So one of the key components is to always make sure that out of that ideal, you can find always the, the quick wins that you can implement first. Uh, to make sure that you can test something really, really fast in like a two-week time frame. So, so you can get some feedback and then from there decide whether or not it's worth to invest a lot more time and resources into a specific feature or into a specific uh, component of the customer journey with you. you know? So um, we you always get stuck into the ideal journey that you want your, your customers to, to experience, but it's always best to think about what are the, how we can make sure that they can have a really good experience uh, with the limited time and resources and then from there start building on. And can you dive a bit deeper into how you prioritize that stuff? I mean, you're, you know, you're developing a product, you're getting so much feedback from the users. It's like, oh my God, what is most important to leverage, you know, the resources you have versus, you know, shipping fast? Yeah. And, and there's two things. I mean, one is just being able to get a couple of data points that give you an indication on whether like, yes, it, it's, it's what our customers need or, or no. But then another thing and something that I do often with the team is that they'll share the, the idea. And I, I hate being that person, but a lot of times it's, okay, that sounds awesome. How can we do that in like a 10th of the time to test it and see if it's gonna be worth spending a lot more time and, and, and resources in it. So it's really pushing yeah. the team in thinking about what are those shortcuts in a way to make sure that we can test things and make sure if it's good or not before we invest a lot of time. Absolutely, and it works for a lot of startups. Like you you plant the seed on a very smaller scale and you figure out, you gauge how that, does that experience could make an impact to an end customer and consumer. And then if it, it, it works, then you can scale it. Like you can put in all of the resources on because you need to make sure you're you know optimizing the cost and resources that is one of the biggest problems as well for a lot of startups that don't get uh, funded uh, in, in these times, like more season times uh, in the first one and a half, two years. So they need to make sure they are making smart decisions. And even if they're investing into experiments or trials, they have to, in order to nurture anything or gauge anything, they, they do it on a very small scale that, you know, that consumes a limited amount of resources. I appreciate that you brought that element.
So let's talk more about this product. Like as a platform, initially, what you guys thought, like how would a customer would perceive a value out of uh, out of this platform? Of course, you have integrations with uh, learning centers and uh, you know you have the best programs that you can you can host for teams individuals startups like to any scale so what was that one thing that you thought in the beginning while building this product and idea that your customer would perceive it as a value out of the product yeah one i mean the, the main goal for vinco is to make education much more accessible and we do it by making it easy for companies to offer education as a benefit you know Many times there's a limited team of, of HR or the talent team and there's thousands of workers and as much as they want to give this like personalized attention in helping each and every employee find the best educational opportunity for him or her, it, it's difficult to give that personalized attention when it's, it's only a couple of people and a large workforce. So through our, our platform and our service, we're... We, we automate a lot of the different processes going on to make sure that we can give and provide this personalized attention where each worker has access to a personal coach that helps them find the best program based on, on their interests. And then we also provide this consolidated reporting and that no matter the, the program that they're enrolled in, no matter the education level, the, the company gets one single report where they can see data on how the their students are doing in the English program or the high school program or the boot camp. Uh, everything centralized in in one place. Mm -hmm. Cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So this is uh, you know how you can strategically streamline all of these things in the beginning and then uh, having a strong baseline. So thinking of your role, like uh, since you're a co-founder amongst uh, two other uh, co-founders. So what is, is your role that, you know, entails? Like it's more geared towards the customer uh, side of it, like revenue business side of it, or more towards the product side? Of it? It's it's interesting because sometimes I feel like since we're three co-founders and I would say, hey, my one of my co-founders, CEO Miriam, she's more focused on the, the client side, the operations of it all. And then Sophia, who's uh, our CTO, She's more focused on the tech and, and the product. And then at times I, I end up being a little bit in the middle where I hear mm -hmm. both sides and, and try to help the team align and, and prioritize resources. Okay, so you just you, you, you just need to decide what had to wear at times when, when you're needed. So that works fine, right? It's all about you know not complicating too much on the roles and not drilling down too much on the roles. Uh, having a bunch of uh, co-founders, but making sure uh, what's on the time, what's needed, that's getting served with the best person, with the best skill set, best uh, you know resources. Great. So you know, a, a, you know, a team of around thirty odd people with two hundred around two hundred half million dollars uh, of seed funding. What is your next plan? Uh, you know, ever since you raised fund, how did that uh, you know speed shift? Could you walk us through with some of the you know transformation that you 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 didn't do before because you didn't have funding, and once you had funding, what kind of transformations in terms of team technology, you know outreach, investing into marketing, what kind of steps did you take post funding? Yeah, and there are so many different things related to that. Where one, um, obviously in in the team, a lot of before a lot of the growth has 
has been focused mostly on, on Mexico, but then a lot of the large corporations that we're working with, they have operations elsewhere. So uh, they're like, hey, we should launch in other parts of, of Latin America, but for that, you need uh, team members to help us execute. And then we also need uh, local educational partners as well. No? But then on the, on the product side, a lot had been done. I mean, it's always a process where uh, a lot of the things had been done manually and where now it's automating a lot of the components, particularly uh, data from, from the educational partners where each university or each partner has their own system and their own way of processing data, how we can get that data and consolidate it so, so the company has a visibility and reporting that, that they need to take better, better decisions. And then a lot is prioritizing in that customer experience. Uh, and for us, it's a lot the, the end customer, it's a student, you know? So we, we wanna make sure that they have the best experience in the enrollment process. And once they have started their program, where um, it's, it's our coaching team, it's having the, the data readily available so that they're able to guide them and understand what their interests are, how they're doing in their classes. And that way they're able to give them a better support to make sure that they're successful students. That's, that's such a huge um, you know, thing too, is like, once you get this funding, what do you, how do you prioritize what to do with the funds and like what's most needed and like what will drive the most value on the other end of like that input, um, which is cri super critical. And like for some people that are uh, interested in maybe either creating their own product or joining a startup, what are some things on, you know, we're putting our HR hat on, what are some things that you look for in like building a team? And like, when do you know when the right time is to start building a team? And how do you, what are some tips and tricks you do, uh, you, you take to onboard someone on your team? Can you just dive a little bit into that? Yeah, so when do we know when we need someone on our team? Uh, I think we're always a little behind on that, but it's interesting because, I mean, you're so focused on the operations and, and growth and where you're going strategically, but then it's like, hey, in this area, we know that we can go uh, move way faster. Uh, and I think that's one of the indications where as a founding team, we decide to go out and find someone to help us fill that role. And, and how do we find them? I think given that we're an ed tech mostly focused on, on impact, uh, we've been pretty lucky in, in, in finding talent. One of the main components that, that we try to ask in the interview process is to make sure that education and having an impact actually motivates uh, whoever we're interviewing. You know? and, and even on the tech side, someone might you're really good technically, but in the end, if what you're doing really, if it's something that you, you really enjoy, no matter the problem, you're, you're going to want to solve it, no? Versus if you're not that interested in net tech, but maybe you're interested much more in other industries, it, you, you can see that a lot in the, in the interview process and then once they're, they're part of the team. That's the key Absolutely. thing, that alignment, that alignment of the passion than the the stuff that someone else likes you know they might have the soft skills and they might have you know the requirements to actually fulfill the job that you're you know looking for to be a part of the team but then it comes 
the next layer of things that sometimes is missed is like, what are they passionate about? Like, are they actually interested in this space? Is it something that they see themselves growing in and like providing that unique value into the space to be a disruptor? And it's aligning with, you know, someone on that, you know, component that sometimes gets missed often in a lot of, you know, team building. So that's because really in critical. every role that you do, I mean, I wish 100% of everything that we do on our daily basis was a lot of fun, no? But sometimes you have to do the nitty gritty that it's not as exciting, but if you know that that's important to make sure that you have the impact necessary and you're motivated because of the impact, then it makes a huge difference and, and you enjoy the process a lot more and it permeates as well with other team members and the culture where no matter the, the task at, at hand, uh, everyone's excited to do it because of the impact that we're having on on the students and the operational base. Absolutely. So that's that's the way to go. Like sometimes you feel like you're you're a bigger part of something, and it's just not this tiny little thing that you're uh, you're doing. It's it's connected. Like it's just connecting the dots to something that's that's creating a massive impact. So I really appreciate one more time that you you know you came up and shared your story. Rest assured, I really appreciate your time, your knowledge, and uh, the way you you put it together. It was really overwhelming and really uh, great to have you. No, thank, thank you, you so for much. the invitation, and hopefully one day we can meet in person as well. We'll be yes. in Pakistan. <laughs> yes. yes, come be our guest. Really appreciate you, Lizzie. Have a, a beautiful rest of the day, and we'll talk soon. Okay. Sure. Likewise, great meeting you. Sure. Bye. Thank you so very much for staying with us on the episode. Please share your feedback at adil at hyperengage.io. We definitely need it. Uh, we will see you next time with another guest on the stage with some concrete tips on how to operate better as a customer success leader and how you can empower engagements with some building some meaningful relationships. We qualify people for the episode just to make sure we bring the value to the listeners. Do reach us out if you want to refer any CS leader. Until next time, goodbye and have a good rest of your day.